everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. January is National Blood Donor Month, really a great way to do something good for someone else, and it doesn't cost you anything except a little bit of your time and a pint of your blood. Now, if you are very lucky, you've never needed a blood transfusion. But every single day, there are people who are involved in car accidents or sustain knife injuries. We know about shootings every single day. And just imagine if that happened to you and there was no blood available. Well, One Blood is the organization that is making sure that we have blood in Florida. And I am very pleased to welcome the Senior Vice President of Corporate Communications and Public Relations at One Blood, Susan Forbes. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. You know, One Blood has become the main supplier of blood to the state of Florida. Can you give us a brief background of how you started and how you ended up merging with other smaller blood organizations to become the key source? Well, One Blood is one of the largest blood centers in the country now, and it evolved over, really, we're coming up on 10 years of One Blood. At the end of January, it will be 10 years. And it was formed when three of the largest blood centers in Florida came together to create One Blood. So the blood center that was in South Florida, the blood center that was over in Tampa Bay, and the one that was up in Central Florida came together and created One Blood about 10 years ago. And ever since then, we've actually had a couple of more blood centers, one in Jacksonville and one up in North Carolina, also merge in with One Blood. And that has now created the entity that we are today, which is servicing much of the Southeast. We distribute over 1 million blood products annually to over 250 hospitals. So it's a nonstop operation. We're operating 24-7 throughout our service area to ensure that blood is available for patients in need. So it's an awesome organization that really has grown to be what it is now over the past 10 years. And that's got to simplify the availability and the supply chain, if you will, it's the phrase of the year already, of getting blood from where it's taken to where it needs to go. Yes, it really does. And we've streamlined all of our processes. We're able to create a lot of efficiencies and economies of scale of how we operate to ensure that blood is where it needs to be when it needs to be there. Why is there at certain times a greater need for blood? And really on the same topic, what causes a shortage in the blood supply? Well, there is never a day in our communities when blood is not needed. It is playing a role every single day in saving patients' lives. And it's something that has to be proactively done by the donor. You don't want to wait for there to be a blood shortage or a mass tragedy to happen to become the blood donor. It's so important that it's something that's done all the time and that that is how you ensure a ready blood supply. So every time that a person is eligible to donate, we urge them to do that because that's how we ensure that ready supply is available. 
Sometimes, unfortunately, you see mass tragedies happen and people come out after that tragedy to donate because they realize that there is a need for blood to help these patients who are involved in the tragedy. But they are playing a role in helping replenish the supply, but it really is the donors who came in when there was no tragedy that's helping ensure blood is available for those patients when they're brought into the hospital. So this is why there's that constant, constant need for blood donors to continue to come in. Because as quickly as you donate, it's tested, processed, and it's out the door on the way to a hospital, usually within two to three days after you donate. So this is why there's that constant need to replenish the blood supply. And there's different times of year where you do see it becomes more challenging for collections, like the summertime, because people go on vacation. Mm. The end of the year and the beginning of the year are also difficult times because it's the holidays and school's out and things like that. But that used to be, you know, the main points prior to the pandemic. But now that we are living in a pandemic for the past two years, every day has become much more challenging to ensure ready blood supply because the pandemic has created a new normal and it has created additional challenges for blood centers across the country. Now, is the difference with the pandemic in collecting because of needing to protect both the phlebotomists and the people donating? Or is it because patients with COVID need transfusions? Where is the difficulty coming from? It it comes down to where you can go to have a blood drive anymore. You know, and the pandemic has indefinitely disrupted how blood centers operate because it's upended the traditional venues for blood collections. And there's really no indication of when or if it's going to go back to what it used to be. And there's really been this seismic shift in society, and that's impacting the nation's blood supply. And when I say seismic shift, it's where the donor is. They aren't where they used to be because remote work is in place. So many of these corporate drives that we do still have, the participation rate may be down because a lot of people are now working from home. The high schools, colleges, and universities, now this is a tremendous example of an impact of the pandemic because One Blood used to be collecting at all high schools, colleges, and universities in our service area. And now we're really only at a handful of them because a lot of them haven't resumed blood drives because they aren't having additional people allowed on campus during the pandemic. So, you know, not only that, that accounts for about 20% of One Blood's collection, high schools and colleges. So to not be with them, that's a big hit. So you have to find new places to go. And many of these drives, you know, we don't know when they're going to resume again. And the students really play not only a huge role in the current blood supply, but they're also the future of the blood supply. So it's important that we engage with them, you know. And now, as you see the pandemic with the new variants, as that happens, that starts to create additional issues too, because you've got a lot of people who are sick. And in that is also impacting the donor base. And those are that many more people who are not eligible to donate right now because they're not feeling well. For that, as far as donating, if someone has had COVID, is there a period of time that they have to wait before they can donate again? Do they have to test negative X amount of times? Does the vaccine impact when you can donate? These are all new things Mm -hmm. we have to deal with. Right. No, if you, the the requirement to be a blood donor, you know, you have to be 16 years of age, you have to weigh 110 pounds, and you have to meet, you know, a number of FDA requirements to be able to be a blood donor. 
you have to be feeling healthy and well. You can't have a fever. You can't be sick, you know, and come in to donate. So if you have COVID-19, you need to be completely over COVID-19 before you can come in to be a blood donor because only healthy people are eligible to donate regardless of the pandemic or not, right? You have to be healthy and feeling well to come in and donate. But if you've been vaccinated with the COVID vaccine, you're still eligible to donate. And even if you aren't vaccinated, you're still eligible to donate. So that's not a reason one way or the other. It's, it doesn't have any impact whatsoever. Okay. And there's no wait period. So if you got vaccinated, there isn't a wait period at this point but for when you can come in to donate, as long now, as you're feeling healthy and well. You must have had to modify uh, even just the locations and the setup to be sure everyone is protected. I mean, you go to the bank and now there's plexiglass mm -hmm. and everywhere you go, there's plexiglass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had to shift our operations so many different ways. As the pandemic shifts, we shift, right? Because we are an essential service and our donors are essential. Our right. team members are essential. We're providing a life-saving resource that cannot stop no matter what is happening in the world. A pandemic does not impact cannot impact the availability of the blood supply, we have to keep operating. So we have implemented many additional safety protocols to ensure that donors are safe when they come in, that our team members are safe, and that you know all donors and team members are required to be wearing masks regardless of vaccination status. We are disinfecting everything between donations that the donor comes in contact with before the next donor is able to come in. We have all different types of social distancing protocols in place, everything to ensure that we're doing all that we can to keep our donors and our team members safe because we need to continue to operate and we will continue to operate because nothing can stop the blood supply from moving. So all of those safety protocols are in place. Plus, just by the very nature of what we do, it's already a very safe environment to begin with because we are, you know, a blood collection center. So it's, it's a very safe environment to begin with. And not only have you made these changes to accommodate safety for the pandemic, but you've added some really phenomenal programs to not only encourage people to donate more, but to give them an extra special experience. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell me about the programs. Well, 2022, we have launched a lot of new programs, and it's all underneath the umbrella of there's a hero in you in 2022, because blood donors truly are those modern day superheroes. And we want to celebrate their extraordinary ability to save lives. And we are launching these new programs that are really designed to personalize the donation experience and bringing donors closer to the patients that they are actually helping save. So we have two programs. The first one is called My One Blood Journey. And what this is, is when a donor donates with one blood, they are going to get a message, an email to them, letting them know when their donation is on the way to help a patient and which hospital it's going to. So we launched that late last year and the response from donors was phenomenal. And so that program is here to stay. And so imagine in the middle of your day, you get an email saying, hey, that donation you made the other day is actually on its way to you know, Jack's Memorial is going to help a patient. That's a amazing feeling, right? To, to know that, hey, it's on its way. It's giving you know? me the chills just hearing about right. it. You know, because, right. yeah, you, you know that now your blood is in the process of going to save a life, literally yeah. save a life. Uh, absolutely. And, that, you know, it's just something that 
donors all, you know, when you come in to donate, yes, this donation is going to help somebody. I mean, this is what, why you're doing it, right? But then to bring it even closer to you is, is extraordinary for the donor. But we're taking it even a step further. We are now unveiling an, another new program called Message My Donor. And this is where the patient who receives your blood donation has the ability to send the donor a message mm. to thank them for their donation. <laughs> now, this is taking it to a whole nother level. And it's incredible because it's something that donors always want to know, who am I helping, right? Because blood donation is an anonymous act and we don't get to link patient and donor together. But in this program, we're bringing it as close as we can by letting the patient or the patient's family member be able to send a message over to the donor and we get that to the donor and it'll show up in their email and they'll see a message from somebody that they helped save. It is a one-way communication, so the donor is not able to reply back. Okay. They are able to receive this message from somebody that they helped save. Okay. And I can tell you, we piloted it and we had some of these responses come in already from some of these patients to the donor and the messages are extraordinary. So now imagine in the middle of your day getting that message in your email from somebody that you helped save their life. It has to be absolutely amazing. And, you know, I understand that we have, you know, privacy laws. And therefore, a donor can't be given the name and address of someone who's received their blood. How did you work out a system where the patient can reach out to the donor? Well, basically, there's a, a little tag that is attached to the donations that go to the hospitals. And so when those donations are on the way, there'll be a little tag on it. And the patient or a family member can take that tag and they follow the instructions on it to send an electronic message to the donors. So there's a lot of back-end uh, logistics that were created uh, back at the blood center to be able to have those messages come in and be able to go to the right donor. And all that was configured. It's something that's been in the works at OneBlood for quite some time. Uh, but we got all of the systems in place and we're able to launch it at this time. Yeah, I just can't imagine the amount of detail that's required. You know, even when you donate blood for yourself or you're having blood work done, how careful they are about double checking, are you this person and is this mm -hmm. your birth date just for yourself? So to add the tags and make sure that all the information is correctly attached to the correct blood and sent to the right person is I mean, obviously, a lot of brain power went into putting that together. Oh, yes. in advance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Our marketing team and our IT team and the biologics team, everybody has had a role in making sure that all the systems are working to be able to launch this program. It was a true team effort. And we are thrilled that it's out there. And we know that the donors are just going to love it. And just from the response we've received in the short amount of time it's been up and running, it's a home run. What kind of responses have you heard? What kind of things have people said? Oh, they get these messages and it just brings them to tears. You know, mm -hmm. that they they see this like, oh, my gosh, I that's somebody who I helped save their life. I mean, this is extraordinary. Blood donors do an extraordinary thing to begin with, right? They are literally giving people a second chance to live. Right. And when you find out, uh, or you get a message from somebody who you helped save and they're sending you a note to thank you, it's, it's the, it, they have no words in some cases because they're just, so touched that they are being able to come that close to knowing, you know, and it's a motivator to want to come back for them too. They see it. They like, my gosh, I helped save this person. 
I need to keep doing this. You, you took know, the and that's thought important. right out of my head. You know, yes. <laughs> we, yeah. we need people to make it a habit because you hear us so often saying how important it is that people make blood donation a habit. And it's so important because the blood supply is constantly being used. So it has to constantly be replenished. And we've even rolled out new programs this year that reward donors who do make it a habit. So there's uh, some cool incentive programs that they'll be able to unlock additional rewards as they come in additional times throughout the year. So it's really about personalizing each person's donation experience, rewarding them for coming back, and bringing them as close to the patients as possible that they're helping save. I love the frequency rewards. I mean, I it's like kind of like shopping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if you buy gas enough at this one place, you'll get a discount, where instead, if you donate on a regular basis, you get a gift of your choice. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you're offering as part of the rewards program? Well, we've started you know, our whole hero campaign is what we're doing all year long. So we're celebrating the hero of our blood donors because they are. And we even launched an interactive comic book series that lets donors see the superhero themed apparel that we have. A lot of the t-shirts and the different types of things that we give away, the logo type items are all superhero themed items this year. There's some awesome ones too that we know they're going to love. And then we have these frequency programs that donors who continue to come back each time they're eligible. They'll see in their donor portal that they log on to at oneblood.org what rewards they are a part of and how many they have earned, and they can unlock them right there. Sometimes it's going to be a gift card, an e-gift card that they'll be able to unlock and different um, increments depending on how often they come in. And so that's going to be in there in their donor portal. And, uh, you know, a lot of other things that'll pop up throughout the year, but the more you donate, the more rewards you're going to be able to earn. So we encourage you to book those appointments for the year. It's super easy to do. And it only takes a little bit of your time, you know, to donate whole blood. I mean, to be able to come in from start to finish, from the time you fill out the paperwork and do, do the screening and all of that, the whole thing, you're, you're under an hour. Right. That's six times a year you're eligible. It's six hours out of your entire year. And how many of us spend life. that much time binge watching one TV show? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, we have the time. We just have to do it. And, um, you know, platelet donors, their donation takes a little bit longer when you're a platelet donor, but they're needed, you know, and we have, you know, great frequency programs for our platelet donors and for them to be coming in as well. You can donate platelets. Uh, every seven days so they can come in more frequently. So we encourage platelet donors to make it a habit as well. All of these types of donations are playing such a big role. And, you know, it's easy to take the blood supply for granted until all of a sudden you find yourself on the receiving end of a blood transfusion or a family member needs a blood transfusion or something horrible happens and we see a mass tragedy situation where blood is needed. It happens and people are being saved because of it. So be proactive and be that blood donor. What's the best way to sign up for the repeat program? Do you do that when you're going out and donating or you can do that online in advance? All you have to do is go to oneblood.org and right up in the right-hand corner is a little donate now button. 
and you click on that and you're able to make an appointment to donate. You can book out for the year. You can book out multiple donations. So every 56 days, you can donate whole blood. Every seven days, you can donate platelets. You can make your appointments and have it all booked. And we'll remind you, don't worry. We send you emails (laughs) and we'll call you (laughs) and uh, make sure that you show up. Do you need corporate sponsors to help provide gift cards and things as part of the rewards program? No, but what we encourage is for anybody who's able to host a blood drive to please do so because we have, as we said earlier, it's a different environment now as to where we can take the big red bus for blood drives. So if you ever thought about having a blood drive, now is a great time to start. And you can book the Big Red Bus right there online at oneblood.org under host a blood drive. And we need the community to continue to get creative with us as to where we can have blood drives. So, you know, we, we can roll the Big Red Bus up to just about anywhere. And we welcome the community's uh, support in having additional blood drives anytime. Uh, we operate seven days a week. We got over 200 big red buses rolling throughout our wow. service area every day. So we're available for blood drives. Okay. And there's a place on the website where you can look up where the drives are being held. And right yes. now there are a lot right here in South Florida, you know, from, from yes. South Dade all the way up to, you know, through Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. Every day there are multiple drives. And I don't want to say that to make people take it for granted. It's just great to see how involved people are and to point out how easy it is to make it happen if so many people are doing it. Absolutely. It is such an easy process. And so, you know, you type in your zip code literally on our website and it's going to show you where all the big red buses are in your area. It's going to show you our donor centers in your area. And you can just make an appointment right there. You show up. And it streamlines your whole process because you have an appointment. Just come in and you're in and out of there as quickly as, you know, you wouldn't even imagine how quickly the whole thing happens. And then you're on your way with your day. So now is the time to do it. We encourage it. You know, the the nation's blood supply is this is the probably the most challenging environment we have ever had to operate in. And it's so important that the community continue to answer the call. It's about that sustained donor response. Because, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, you saw all those blood drives being canceled because everything was shutting down. Exactly. And we put the all call out. People came running in to donate and they did a tremendous service. Keep doing it because you're just as needed today as you were at the start of the pandemic. Is there a particular blood type that you need more than others you know, all blood types are needed, but there's always that increased need for, and there will always be an increased need for people who have type O blood, whether it's O positive or O negative. O positive, the majority of the population has that blood type, so therefore it's transfused more often. And also O type blood is the blood that is used in trauma situations. O negative is universal red blood cells, so it can be given to any patient regardless of their blood type. Uh, so it's often used in trauma situations because you don't know the patient's blood type when they're first brought in. And if they need blood, they're going to get O negative. But only 7% of the population has O negative, yet it's one of the blood types in the highest demand because it is a universal blood type. Right. And if you don't have that available, you have to not only match the blood type, but I understand you also need genetic similarities Yes. Well, for some patients, they do. And that really brings in the need for diversity of the blood supply because um, people may not realize it, but genetics play a role in finding matches for some patients. And a great example of that is sickle cell patients. Mm -hmm. Sickle cell disease primarily impacts 
people of African ancestry. And they require, sickle cell patients require regular blood transfusions throughout their lives. And because they get so many transfusions, their blood needs to be genetically matched um, to help prevent the buildup of antibodies because of the amount of transfusions that they receive. And this means that they need to receive blood from people who are also of African ancestry. But the challenge with that is that less than 5% of African-Americans donate blood. So that makes it challenging to find compatible blood for these patients. And it's important that people of all ethnicities are donating because this same scenario holds true for everybody if they need very specially matched blood. And it does happen to a certain percentage of patients, and it comes down to genetics. Why is there a difference in the percentage of people who donate from the African community? Um, is it a matter of access or not being aware that it's needed? Well, I think it, there's a lot of myths that are out there about blood donation that have been passed on over the years. There's also you know, a mistrust of some things regarding the medical society within different communities. Sure. So it's important that we try to break through those myths and just present the facts and create awareness, which is blood donors of all ethnicities are needed and they are playing a significant role in saving lives throughout our communities. And African-American blood donors and people of African ancestry are critical to the blood supply. And they are more likely to have a type O blood, which is one of the blood types which is in the highest demand. Mm. They also have the ability to help save members of their own community who have sickle cell, who are dependent upon genetically similar blood for the blood transfusions that they're receiving. So they're playing such important roles in saving so many people's lives when it comes to blood transfusion. And so we just try to break through and create awareness. We actually partnered with Santonio Holmes, who's the MVP of Super Bowl 43 and a former Pittsburgh Steeler. And he has partnered up with One Blood as well. He's actually from South Florida, grew up there, went to school there. There. And he, uh, his son has sickle cell disease. Mm. And we reached out to him. I, I sent him a letter one day and asked him if he knew this side of the story about the need for genetically similar blood. And he was happy to partner with us and help create awareness. So we have a whole campaign with him called Be the MVP of Your Community. And it's, it's really helping create awareness within the African-American community to uh, have more people donate to help these patients. Well, we should certainly be participating to support someone from our own community who's standing up for the rest of the community. And anyone yeah. who grew up <laughs> with Santonio should definitely be making that call or going to the website oneblood.org right now to be uh, what they call being the MVP of your community. And yes. with just a couple of minutes left, I want to give you a chance to talk about your podcast. This is also something new. Oh, yes. One Blood launched a podcast, and it is called the Share Your Power Podcast. And we just started it a couple of months ago. And it's all about just telling you awesome stories that you may not even know about your own blood. I mean, this is a life force that is keeping us all alive. And we don't all know a whole lot about it, right? There's so many interesting facts about blood and the need for it and the 
different ways that it's used and the importance of diversity. There's just fascinating stories that are out there. So we're telling those stories in our podcast. We did one with Santonio recently about sickle cell and the need for diversity of the blood supply. We're going to be doing some other ones about blood types. There's all different ones out there. We even did one about a little girl in South Florida a couple of years ago. Her name is Zanup, who had some of the rarest blood in the world. And we had to launch a global effort to find compatible blood for her. Wow. So there's some amazing stories that are out there. And you know, we hope you'll listen to us. We're on all the main platforms out there. It's the Share Your Power podcast. It's all Share. about creating awareness everywhere we can. Okay. And, you know, we can use stories like that right now. You know, people have yeah. been through so much in the last couple of years. And it's weird even to say the last couple of years. I mean, whoever thought the pandemic would last this long and keep changing and giving us new challenges and we have to keep adjusting. So hearing success stories, hearing about life-saving stories just gives you a little more momentum to push through and keep going each day. And it's really worthwhile to spend a moment and give a moment of your own time or an hour to give that life-saving blood that your body's going to keep creating. So why not share a pint out of the, what I just learned today is our hearts pump a hundred pints a day. So donating one is nothing. It's that's right. Your body replenishes it very quickly and it's very healthy to donate. It's a healthy thing to do. So, you know, you want to do that because you're regenerating those red blood cells. It's healthy. And some studies have even shown men who donate at least three times a year. It can help cut down your risk of heart attack as well. So there's a lot of health benefits to the donor and you're providing a tremendous service to the community at the same time. Okay, so one blood, uh one blood dot org. Very simple website to remember. That's the place you you go where you can look up where the blood drives are, sign up to donate blood, be a frequent flyer, <laughs> if you want to say it, a frequent donor, um, mm-hmm. and get a lots frequent of, hero. A frequent hero, <laughs> yes. And be a superhero and, and ideally hear from someone who has received your blood and is now living as a result of your donation. So I I can't thank you enough, Susan Forbes, Senior Vice President of Corporate Communications and Public Relations with One Blood. It's enlightening to hear all of the different programs you have. And um, obviously, you know your topic really well. And I thank you for that. You know, it's just very motivational. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. We we have a dedicated group of people back at One Blood. So anytime we can get the word out, we're happy to do it. I appreciate you having us on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. If you have questions about today's program or you'd like to suggest a topic, feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe at cmg.com. You know, I love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to join me again next Sunday for Community Focus. Have a wonderful day. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.